Hello, everybody, and happy Lent. We are going to be talking about fasting, the importance, the necessity, and the power of fasting to help us break our addictions, to help us overcome sin, our vices, to come close to Christ, and to conquer the enemy. Fasting is a powerful tool in our arsenal. The three things that are required for Lent are prayer, tithing, and fasting. These things will help us to overcome the world. Have you ever seen a kid who's been spoiled? Or maybe you've seen an adult or a teenager who is spoiled, and they have a huge problem. I remember when I used to work at Blockbuster many years ago, I saw a kid come in and he wanted to rent a video game called BMXXX. So the mother brought it up to me and she says, here, we would like to uh, rent this. And I said, huh, I don't think you do because this is called BMX XX for if you do enough uh, flips and you earn enough points and you, you beat the game enough, then some pornography comes out at the end and some pictures that aren't good for kids to see or really anyone to see start to come up on the screen. And I don't think that's a, you what you would want for your kid. And she's like, oh, thank you. I didn't know that. And she turns to her little, uh, I think he was like six or seven. He wasn't that old. And she said, oh, little Johnny, the man said it's a bad game. And the kid thought about it for a second. He's like, mom, I don't care. And she said, well, okay. And she got it for him. Are you kidding me? She got it for him. Why? Because the kid said, I don't care. This is called spoiled, rotten kid. He gets whatever he wants and the parents never say no. This kid's going to grow up to be a monster if anyone ever tells him no. He's going to throw a fit. He's going to throw a rage. He's going to cry and fall on his back and kick and scream and wail. I already have a three-year-old that's doing that. She's in that terrible twos and three stage and she throws a fit every time we tell her that she can't do something. Now, we don't immediately go, oh, well, here you go. You can actually have it. It's okay. It's okay. Just stop crying. Here, have whatever you want. That is the recipe to destroy a kid for life. That is the recipe to cripple a kid for life. That is the recipe to create a spoiled monster who's going to want anything and everything and think the world revolves around them. And anytime someone wants something from them or wants to change their mind on something, they get angry and they don't like this person because they want what they want, when they want it, and how they want it. And that's crippling someone for life because they don't serve others, they don't care about others, and everything revolves around them. But we have that problem too many times. Comfort is the road to hell. That's right. Comfort is the road to hell, the Bible says. And so when we get in comfort zones, we don't fight our sins. We don't fight the the fights that we should be fighting. We don't pray enough. We just get lazy, spiritually slothful. And the problem with that is we need to shock ourselves out of this laziness and out of this comfort to get onto the road, which Jesus said is hard to find hard to climb, and narrow. And he said the road to hell is downhill, easy to travel. Many people find it. It's paved. Everyone loves it. It's easy. But if you want to go to heaven, it's hard. It takes sacrifice. It takes carrying your cross. And this is where the power of fasting comes in. Because many times we are not in control of ourselves. Our bodies are in control of ourselves, our minds, what we want, those things we love, our passions. So if we're supposed to do something, we don't feel like doing it. If we want to pray or if we want to go to confession, we want to become holy, well, we just don't. And so it takes fasting and dying to ourselves and overcoming our passions to obtain these things in our life. So for example, let's just say that you fast on one particular day and you gave up all food except for bread and water three times a day, no snacks in between. 
Now, by the time lunch comes around, your belly's going to be growling and it's going to be like grrr, shaking and it's going to be basically saying, I'm starving, feed me. Now, for those people who are spoiled, you give your body whatever it wants. If you want food, you feed it. If you want a radio station, you listen to it. If you don't like that radio station, we change it. If we don't like that one, we change it. If we're tired of pizza, we put it back in the fridge and get something else. I mean, we literally give ourselves so much whatever we want, but fasting takes away our body and our passions from being in control, and it puts us, our mind, and our intellect, our will back in control. So let's say that it's 11 o'clock, an hour before lunch, and your belly's growling, and it's starving, and it's saying, I'm hungry, I'm hungry a hundred times a day, even before lunch. What are you saying to it? Well, too bad you're going to have to wait. Too bad you're going to have to wait. But I'm starving. Yes, but you're going to have to wait. And then you eat lunch, a little bread, a little water, not that satisfying. It doesn't get what it wants. You're, you're beating it with a club. You're beating yourself. You're mortifying yourself. And you're, you're not mortifying yourself. You're, you're mortifying your body and your passions. You're putting yourself back up here and you're putting your passions back down here. So by the time one, two, three o'clock comes around, you're still starving. And a hundred times a day, your body's going to say, I'm hungry. Feed me. And a hundred times a day, you're, you are going to tell your body, well, too bad. You're going to have to wait. I'm starving though. Well, too bad, but I'm hungry. Too bad. I'm hungry. You can wait. Literally, it's begging like a little spoiled brat of a child that's just wanting food. And you're telling him or her, too bad. You have to wait. And every time you do that, you're beating your passions down and saying, you are not in charge of this body. You are not in charge of my life. I am. And so we go through this time and we raise our strength. We raise our discipline. We raise our intellect and will. We strengthen our will. The will is what gets weak when we spoil ourselves and live lives of comfort. The will is what gets weak when we don't pray and we don't fast and we don't go to church and we don't do those things that we should do. And so to get that back, we fast. That's why Jesus constantly talked about prayer and fasting. So if you're struggling with addictions or you're struggling with sin or you're struggling with vice or you're struggling with uh, just some sins that you just can't overcome or you just can't seem to get out of the dryness or you can't seem to pray or you can't seem to find the time for God that you want to constantly, well, then it's time to fast and it's time to do something more disciplined in your life. And fasting doesn't just have to be on bread and water, although if you struggle with sins of the flesh and you struggle with a lot of things, bread and water is the way to go. Maybe Monday, Wednesday, and Friday if your health stays up and your your body can handle it. Or maybe just Wednesday and Friday you fast. On other days, perhaps you can fast on other things. Maybe take a cold shower every day through Lent and your body's going to say, I don't want a cold shower. I want the warmth and the comfort of a warm, hot shower. And you're going to say, well, too bad. Stop sinning so much. <laughs> well, too bad. This is in penance for your sins. And this is, I'm offering this up in penance for the sins. Maybe you drink coffee every day and coffee you give up and your body's a hundred times a day. is like, I need the caffeine. Well, too bad. I need the caffeine. You're going to have a headache. Well, too bad, too bad, too bad, too bad. You are not in charge of my life. And you're building this strength more and more and more, whatever fast you take, so that when sin comes into your life, let's say a sexual sin or a gossip or anger or something on that idea, you want to cheat or um, on your taxes or someone's telling you to do something dishonest at work, whatever it is, maybe it's peer pressure at a party or peer pressure in front of your peers or on a sports team. And you usually, usually don't have the strength to you know, stand up for yourself. When you constantly fast like this, you're going to have the strength to stand up and say, well, too bad, but come on, everyone's doing it. Well, I don't. Oh, well, come on. You want this. There's a girl right next to you and she wants to do something with you. And 
usually it's easy to give into, but now that you've been strengthening your body, your passion, and your wills, you're going to say, well, she can't, but she wants you. Well, too bad. I've given myself to God and you actually have the strength to do what's right. You could give up music for Lent, for 40 days of Lent. It took me three years, three Lents in a row of giving up music because I was the type of person who listened to music in the car. And as soon as I went back into the house, I put on music. When I went into my room, I put on music. When I went to the computer, I put on my headphones and listened to music. I jammed out to music all day. And I wondered why I didn't have a relationship with God because that was my God. And I still listen to music, but it's in moderation now the way it should be. And we could give up entertainment. We could give up Netflix. We could give up uh, social media. Many people give up social media for Lent. And many people are going to say, but have the temptations to get on there and say, I want to go on. I want to go on and go on and go on. And you can't, you can't, you can't, you can't, you can't. And you're beating, beating, beating down your passions and you are back in control. It could be your phone. You could give up your phone three days a week, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. You don't look at your phone at all, except if it's a phone call or a business call or something important. You never look at your phone. You don't scroll social media and you give it up a few days a week. Now that's going to be hard and your body's going to be like, I can't live without my phone. And if you go to a party and you can't look at your phone, you're getting the jitters. Well, that shows you <laughs> that you have a problem, that you are addicted to it and you start getting the withdrawals of coffee through Lent or withdrawals of social media or withdrawals of screen time. That means you have a problem and you need to do something else. And you might be like, yeah, but what else can I do? What what else? I mean, I, what, what if I can't look at social media throughout Lent or if I can't uh, watch TV or look at my phone throughout Lent, what would I do? Well, the things we should be doing all along, maybe perhaps reading more, maybe spiritual reading, maybe just fantasy novels, maybe something uh, superfluous that's not those other things. Maybe it's praying more. Maybe it's getting that prayer life that we've wanted for a long time. And maybe it's getting on board with that, getting on track with that. And maybe it is something that we should do and is necessary to do, but we hardly ever do in this culture anymore. And that is foster and build relationships with real people. Maybe you could make a phone call every night to somebody who you love, maybe a parent, maybe a sibling, uh, maybe a friend. Maybe, I mean, some people are like, I don't like talking on the phone. Yeah, that's because you've been hiding high behind computer screens for so long that you don't even know how to talk to people anymore. But the bottom line is we need to build relationships with people. That is why we are put on this earth. Relationship with God, relationship with people, that is the core bare minimum. So maybe just foster relationships, write people letters, write people emails, tell them how important they are to you. Find something else to do. Pick up a hobby. We don't need to be addicted to these things. But most of all, don't replace one thing for another. If you give up social media, don't go binge watch Netflix for Lent. If you give up Netflix, don't go binge watch social media. No, we got to give things up. We have to go out into the desert. That's what Lent is about. Jesus went out into the desert with nothing for 40 days and 40 nights, and we are supposed to imitate him. The purpose of going out into the desert is so we can hear God working in our life again. We can hear what he's speaking. We can purify our life of sin. We can have the strength to overcome our sins. We can pray more. We we can reflect more. We can love God more with all of our heart, mind, and soul. And if you're struggling with sin and addiction, or if you're struggling with just not having a good prayer life or putting things off or being spiritually lazy or just lazy in general, well, then you need to do more than just the bare minimum for Lent. Just giving up candy, just giving up 
chocolate, just giving up soda, that's not going to cut it. You need to give up severe foods like bread and water three days a week or two days a week, uh, or maybe Monday, Thursday, and Saturday or something like that. Um, You need to give up something big so you can mortify and purify yourself, or you need to give up serious social media so that you can have that time. Whatever's going to help you to go into the desert to hear God more, to hear him to take time to listen to him, to take time to love him, to give him what he's due, to to realize that all of this stuff is passing away. It's meaningless and it doesn't mean anything. And the only thing that means anything if we drop dead today is the fact that we have God and we're going to go to heaven and that we are overcoming our sins by his grace. So in addition to all this, I would recommend working on one sin through Lent. Pick one sin, fault, or vice that you want to work on through Lent and work on it. Commit to working on it. Offer up all your prayers toward it, your rosaries toward it, your communions, your reconciliations. Ask God for the special graces from these things to help you overcome this one sin. I already have my one pet sin that I'm not happy about that has come back into my life lately, that has taken over my life lately. And quite frankly, I'm sick of it. And quite frankly, I don't want it in my life anymore. So I'm going to be committing uh, during Lent to working on it and to overcoming it. And I'm going to be committing on um, really attacking it, tackling it, going to work on it, because I want by the end of Lent not to be a slave to this sin anymore. And that's what we are, slaves to sin. I want to be in control. I want to be in, in charge. And by me, I mean Jesus. I want him to have reign in my heart in that area again. So I'm going to be appealing to him and running to him and asking for his grace and fasting and mortifying myself so I can go out and attack this. If you are surrounded by uh, sin all the time and you're surrounded by noise and you're surrounded by uh, the legions of darkness, how are you going to overcome all that except if you leave it all behind? Leave it all behind and go out into the desert where you find Christ more fully. Let him be your Lord. Let him be your Savior. Let him be your, your force, your strength, your renewal, your life, your fire, your spirit. Everything that you need is found in one person and one person alone and that's Jesus Christ. He's the only one who can fill the God-shaped hole in our heart. He's the only one who can fill that hole. No bottle, no drug, no sex, no uh, power, no fame, no career, no work, no activities, no family, no kids. Nobody can fill that God-shaped hole except God. All these other things fall in place when we put God first. And that's the first commandment. Have no false gods before me, aka put me first. So when you put God first, then all of these other things fall into place. So take your biggest sin and attack it and go to town on it. And hopefully you'll be in a better place at the end of Lent. And all of your other sins will start to go down and your strength will start to come up as well. So pick some sort of fasting and penance this Lent uh, that's really going to bring you out into the desert. Pick some sort of fasting and penance that's really going to empty you of you, of your body, of your passions. And if it's hard, good, do it even more so. Um, for example, if you, if you don't like washing dishes, let's just say you hate washing dishes and you know you're supposed to, but you keep putting it off. Well, don't wash them once a day, but wash them twice a day and wash them as soon as you see them. Go to town on them. Don't even wait. Go toward them as soon as you see them and wash them with great diligence. Wash each and every cup and bowl and plate and knife and fork with 
great diligence. And maybe you have a dishwasher, you see, you don't need to do that. So you can pick something else, mowing the lawn, um, being patient with your kids, something else and doing it with great love. These things will bring us closer to Christ, closer to others, and help ourselves to grow in holiness. And that is the goal of Lent. That is the goal of life. And that is the singular goal of everything. And all that is, is to grow close to Christ and to love him with all of our heart, mind, soul, and strength. But the problem is many of the other things take our control. It's like a man being surrounded by 10 beautiful women who are kissing him on the cheek, hugging him, leaning on him, and he loves them. They're beautiful. But if he actually wants to be faithful to his wife and stay faithful to his wife, it's not good enough for him just to close off and just not like those things. He needs to get rid of the women out of his life, and he needs to spend all of his time with his wife. And so we need to get rid of those things that are keeping us from God and chaining us down and preventing us from rising up and flying to our Lord and Savior. And we need to get back to him this Lent. That is what Lent is all about. So thank you so much for watching. I hope this has helped you. Please check out our other Lent videos, which I will link below uh, or I will link above if I remember and watch them for inspiration. Maybe watch a video of ours every day in our prayer and spirituality folder. I think it's called Catholic Truth Prayer or Catholic Truth Spirituality. We have a lot of spiritual videos which will help you to grow in spirituality. And we're going to be putting out a whole video series on the seven deadly sins to help you uh, overcome your sins and to practice the corresponding virtues as well. So keep an eye out for those. But anyway, share this video, like it, love it, leave a comment and pray for us. We're always praying for you. God bless you. Hi everyone, my name is Kate. I'm the video editor here at Catholic Truth, and I just wanted to say on behalf of all of us, thank you so much for taking some time to watch our videos and learn more about your faith. You guys really make this channel possible, and we truly appreciate you being here. So thanks again, and God bless.